TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Big Dog and the coach reunited once again, and it feels so good. We had Friday off, we had Monday off, we have lots to recap, four days to pack in to about 54 minutes and 38 seconds, but who's counting? Two guys at a mic, back at you. Thank you so much for joining us out there. we got lots to get to, and uh, we were off yesterday. We apologize for that. I know we had a replay show on, so we'll... Pick up some of the sports action for the weekend, and uh, let's welcome in the big dog, Joel Redwanski. And uh, big dog, I don't know if you realize it or not, but March Madness officially begins today. Not just because it's the first day of March, but the very first elimination games begin today, the Horizon Conference Tournament. So let the madness begin, my friend. Uh, well, I'm glad you told me that, Coach, because I have the day off, and I'm going to sit on my couch, and I'm going to watch. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be on, like, Comcast no. Sports or something. No, you will not be sitting on your couch. You will be sitting at your computer, viewing it on the Horizon Network TV.com network. Unfortunately, as you, I'm disappointed the games will not be on TV. Well, I'm uh, I'm in the middle of downloaded uh, something about grandmas that are randy, so I don't know if I'll have <laughs> enough room on my computer, Coach. Are you downloading with the uh, Palm Pilot or the handheld, just to paint a picture for our fans out there? Uh, qu- quite frankly, I, I need uh, as many megabytes as possible. Really? Yeah, so I- I'm wow. using both. I'm using both right now. Look at that, bragging to the public out there. Very nicely done, because I remember last time you tried downloading with the handheld. It was a problem. It was a problem. Fortunately, most of those files have been erased. I've up, I've upgraded my uh, my PDA coach. I would certainly hope so. Would certainly hope so indeed. But I and maybe you and me, Big Dog, are the exception. But I would rather watch a uh, mid mid range conference like the Horizon Conference, eight versus four game, an elimination game, because basically neither of those teams are making the big dance, and yes. it's a tournament game. Then you know Villanova, Boston College, Illinois, and Purdue. To me, the big conferences. All right, at this point, the last week of the season, not interested. I'm ready for tournament play. I'm ready for elimination play. Well, you know what, Coach? Illinois is my favorite team, so no matter what, I'm watching them. But I I understand exactly what you're saying. Any elimination game is better than any other game that you can get in college college sports right now. Mm -hmm. That's why I've been begging for a college football playoff, but that's another discussion all in, it, in itself, and I'm with you. So who is that 8-4 matchup today in the Horizon League? I think, well, they get a couple of games, but our very old Loyola Ramblers trying to uh, keep their head above water, keep John White, uh, Jim Weitzel's career still going as they take on Detroit. Who is Detroit? The Titans? Uh, Detroit Mercy. I do believe they're the sisters of the four. <laughs> no, seriously, why did I forget Detroit's nickname? Is it Detroit uh, Mercy now? Yeah, well, no, the, mercy, yeah, well that's, mercy, Mercy. They are not the Mercy, but that's like the name of the school. Yeah, what's the nickname of Detroit? I think the Titans, uh, right? I think they're the Fighting Vitals. <laughs> uh, well, maybe some of our fine listeners out in the Detroit area. 888-463-6748. Remember, Big Dog, I don't want to put pressure on you, but you, as a uh, sports talk voice, a leading voice here in the talk zone, you are being heard via the Internet in seven different continents, also parts of uh, Lower South Carolina as well. Uh, well Lower South Carolina, yes. that's, that's, that's good to know, Coach, yeah. because uh, I always wanted to be big there. 
You want it to be big and low? Would you rather be big in lower South Carolina, or would you rather be a little bit lower down, but in the big part of South Carolina, the higher part? That that's pretty, that's a difficult. Uh, it all depends on if I have moonshine or not at the time. <laughs> By the way, the Detroit Mercy team is called the Titans, Coach. The Titans. Yes. All right. So I had it right. There you go. One for one for the day. I might as well quit now. Call it a week, and I can finish with a perfect record. All right. Uh, big deal. We've been off for four days. I always worry about you before we get into the hard hitting sports action here on the Two Guys at a Mic Show. Everything okay with you? Any events over the weekend that we need to be aware of here on the uh, TalkZone.com? Coach, I actually played it a little bit low key. Okay. I'm still trying. I'm still trying to get over this head cold. And uh, I thought uh, the best news for me is I thought I had a case of the gout. It ended up being foot eczema. Interesting. So that's about yeah. That's about how exciting my weekend All came. Because right. I've had the arm eczema. I've had the back eczema. I have not had the foot. Eczema, a slight itchy condition, no question. Yeah, yeah, I get it on my hands and my mm-hmm. arms, and I didn't realize because it looks totally different, but it's still the same stuff on, on my feet. So, mm-hmm. well, fortunately, uh, it's not gout. I, I had the, the the Filipino nurse over last night, so let's just say I feel a lot better right now, that, Coach. That was, <laughs> I don't know about your gout, but you're feeling much better, huh? Yes, that was yes. my next question now, because you are a man who uh, in and out of many jobs, in and out of many relationships. Last time we talked to you, all the way like four days ago. You were in a very happy, committed, somewhat potentially prosperous relationship. We now meet 72 hours later. Uh, is the arrow still pointing up? Oh, well, not at this moment, but it was uh, a couple times this weekend. It's a little bit too much information. I was just, I was talking in a more general sense, my friend. Oh, oh, absolutely. Things are wonderful, coach. All right, beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Again, uh, you know, make sure this relationship doesn't get too far without my, uh, I may have to step in and do a little consultation, but I'm glad things are going well for you, my friend. So, no, um, all right, so you didn't get in any trouble this weekend, no um, conflicts with the Illinois State Police or the federal uh, law agency? Not this week, luckily for me. Uh, I have been getting letters from the IRS, so I don't know I don't know what's scarier, an actual, like, seeing the, the squad lights, like, twirling on a police car or getting a letter from the IRS. <laughs> You know, it's funny that they put like the noose insignia. You know, that's their new logo, the noose. <laughs> Very user friendly, I'm sure. Yeah, without question. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like everybody has a new logo, you know, nowadays. You know, they, they probably spent $50 million on that coach. They could have came uh, to me for just wiping out whatever I owe them, and I could have gave them the same insignia. <laughs> the noose. Is it like, is it like a nice noose logo, though? Oh, no, it looks pretty imposing, coach. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's. So- they're going. They're going pretty hardcore. Huh? They're going with the uh, strict disciplinary uh, technique. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, I'm glad you're well, big dog. And uh, hopefully, while you were relaxing and having, as you call it, kind of a low key weekend, you were able to catch some of the sports. We got uh, plenty to catch up on yesterday's action. A little bit of college basketball, not that much, but March Madness does lead off our discussion. We'll get to our Chicago Bulls and the NBA as well. And, of course, we invite our listeners to check in. Again, our phone number here, 888-463-6748. Uh, real quick, we got to mention the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They're having, they're having one of those dream seasons, Big Dog, that everybody uh, just, you know, you, you hope you get once in a lifetime. Uh-huh. They're having it this year, and they complete a dream regular season anyways with a, a very memorable senior night for uh, Tom Abramitis, Ben Hansborough, and company. Oh, oh my goodness. Is Ben Hansborough, uh, he's not a senior, though, I hope. Thought he Is was, he, no? Uh, uh, he might be, Coach, to be honest with you, because 
But I was just surprised because I haven't heard of him. I know he's a transfer, right? He came in from a smaller school. Well, you've heard of him because he's the brother of uh, one of college basketball's great players, Tyler Hansborough. Yeah, he's a transfer from Mississippi, but you might be right. He might be a junior. I thought he was a senior. Yeah, I'm hoping he is, just from the the simple fact that, my God, that kid is fun to watch play. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but... I, I, I would just I would just be uh, really shocked if the kid was a senior because you would think that by now, um, do you know what I mean? I would have known who he is, and he is a senior coach. Ben Hansbro is a senior. And I didn't even hear the kid till his senior year, but he was at Mississippi State before he he transferred mm-hmm. over. Uh, he transferred during last year. That's why we hadn't heard of him. Mm-hmm. He, play, he played last year, and I think people thought he would be a a uh, you know fairly significant member of Notre Dame this year. Nobody thought he would be a first team All Big Ten All Big East. Member, which I think he will be, and probably when yes. they come out with the All American teams, you know, he's got a shot at being like a third team All America, which I don't think anybody, including Mr. and Mrs. Hansborough, would have dreamt at the start of the year. No, I don't think they would have, Coach. What a season he's had, and and Notre Dame is having a magical year. Now they're going to get at worst a, a number two seed as long as they yeah. don't collapse, you know, over the, the next couple games. And, and you know, quite honestly. A two seed and a one seed for your march to the NCAA tournament is awfully similar, Coach. Mm-hmm. It's not that much more difficult than if you had the number one seed. Yeah. Now, when you yeah, well, we, that that fall to the three seed is totally different. Then you're talking a much more difficult route. But um, yeah, the, the, Notre Dame has a chance to make some noise. It's, it's good to see that they're a basketball school now. Yeah, and you know, senior nights we don't mention that too often. It's a little bit of sentiment, but there is something special in high school and definitely in college about senior night and watching Tom Abramitis and Ben Hansborough and the seniors for Notre Dame going out on such a special night. They beat Villanova last night. Uh, I don't know. They scored a hundred some odd points. I think Hansborough had like seven threes. Abramitis hit nine threes. They broke the record. They do it at the end of a great season where they finished 13 and four in the big East or they might have one game left, but it's been that kind of year for Notre Dame. And to see the seniors go out like that, big dog, uh, in front of their fans last time playing on the home court, you know, and Hansborough's a transfer, so maybe it's not the same thing. But you think about four years in a program, and you know, it's not a three or four month out of uh, out of the year job anymore. It's a, it's a for Division One players. What would you say? It's about ten and a half months. At least, at least that yeah. much, coach. So they're, yeah. they're on campus in the summertime. They got fall work. There's a lot of time and energy and passion and, uh, you know, everything you put into that sports program and, and playing in front of your fan, that final game, it's sentimental, it's special, and it's, I always enjoy watching it to see Notre Dame celebrate last night, the hugs on the end of the bench. Uh, I got a couple goosebumps. I don't mind telling you. Uh, well, that, that's actually pretty cool, coach. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know, as a fan, I, I, I love, uh, you know, I, I love senior day, but uh, trust me, as a senior, it was such a pain in the butt. I'm not kidding you. So please, hopefully my mom is not listening right now, but I found it to be such a, yeah, like you got to, you know, give the flower, do the introductions, walk everybody, do it after the game, not before the game. My mom refused to go to my senior year in college senior day because of the, uh, I, did, I didn't act bad. It was just that. She she was really scared. I mean, you, like before a basketball football game is not when someone should be out there. So basketball maybe it's a little different, coach. Mm-hmm. But my mom was not happy with me. She's like, you're an animal before the game. She See, wasn't happy. So you were the guy that I always feel sorry for because I announced some of the high school games. I haven't seen it in college as much, but when the uh, you know senior night, the band members, the cheerleaders, each person walks across the field arm in arm with their parents, and then you always feel bad for those one or two, sometimes three kids that the parents aren't there. 
Maybe a teacher escorts him. Sometimes they walk off. How can your parents not be there for senior year? You were that guy that the fans were feeling sorry for. Mom uh, and dad were no, not on hand. No, no, not at all. They're, well, by in high school, yes. In in uh, college, they 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 were not. They weren't there. But I don't blame them. I really don't blame them. So in high school, they didn't. They just didn't want the uh, the attention in high school. No, they were there in high school, coach. Oh, they were. Yes, they were there in high school. In college, they were not. Yeah, and uh, okay. yeah, and like I think my mom was like, "You acted like an idiot." So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was me. It wasn't who, my mom. Who walked you across uh, in college? Was it the one teacher you had the affair with? I think his name no. was Mister Jones. I had Earl Jones. If, if you if you want to get it right, so you, you went arm in arm with Earl, the chemistry teacher, huh? My parents might have even been there my senior year in college. I do not remember it though. I really don't even remember my senior year in college whatsoever. I don't even remember senior day. I don't remember the game. I know we won, though. <laughs> All right. We move on from that Notre Dame victory. One other team we got to mention. There wasn't a lot of games last night, but uh, uh, the hottest team in basketball right now. Well, second hottest. St. John's is the hottest. Kansas State, the Wildcat big dog. By the way, I'll be visiting Kansas State University in about a month at a spring vacation college trip. Thank you very much. Uh, they beat Kansas about a week and a half ago. They beat Missouri about four or five days ago. They beat Texas last night, Frank Lloyd Wright and the Kansas State Wildcats on fire, big dog. What a big win. And that game, I believe, was at Texas, no? Uh, yeah. Why did you say Frank Lloyd Wright and the Kansas State? I always forget his name. He's Frank something. I always call him Frank Lloyd Wright. Uh, Frank, Frank Martin, who's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not Martin, but Martin? Yeah, well, he's, he's a Latino coach. Okay. So it's Martin. Okay. As soon as soon as he gets fired, he's going to call himself Frank Martin again. Okay. But in the meantime, he's going to be. As soon as he starts looking for a job, he'll be back to Frank Martin. Yeah, exactly. Well, it depends <laughs> on what job he's looking for. Okay. Uh, I got to tell you something. If, you know, some people don't believe in African American leprechauns. They're fooling themselves because Jacob Poland is one. Because wow. that dude, oh, my goodness, that beard makes him look exactly like a leprechaun, doesn't yep. he? Yep. And the fact that he only six foot tall. Which for basketball makes them look tiny out on the court. I cry. Every time I watch the game, I just laugh. My buddies, they just look at me and shake their head. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you put a green hat on that guy and had him run around and said, <laughs> "Where's my pot of gold?" You'd be totally confused. Yeah, he is the African leprechaun, no question about it. Jordan McPullen, kid from Chicago, and uh, first half of the season he wasn't doing much. I know he had some issues and stuff, but he's kicked it into high gear. And it's not just him; the rest of the team. But uh, that's a pretty good week when you knock off Kansas, Missouri, and Texas. That's about as good as it gets for a week of college basketball. Oh uh, yeah, that is awfully, awfully good. And uh, you know, I'm kidding around about Jacob Pullen, but the kid, he should be an All American also. The the year that he's had for Kansas State so yep. far. So he's the. Uh, my son hadn't seen him play, and I was telling him about Kansas State, and I told him he's a little bit like the NBA version of Baron Davis. Would that be a somewhat similar comparison? For his style, for his style of play, yeah, I like that actually, Coach. Yeah, he uh, like in the floor general. Uh, a little, he, strong, again, there's, strong. Yeah. Baron Davis is strong. Jacob Pullen is. He may be the uh, African American leprechaun, but he's strong, dude. Yeah, and uh, like Baron Davis has like the ability, and he does it maybe a little too often in the NBA, but he, he goes to that score first mentality as a point guard. Yep. And then Jacob Pullen has that, you know, and th- that's good and that's bad. Definitely, you know how we feel about that, but he's uh, he will do that a lot where he'll try to take over the game by driving to the hoop and he'll lay it in if he has to. Uh, he's got a strong game. I'm with you on that. Yeah, my only problem with Frank Lloyd Wright or Frank Martin, the uh, fine, uh, uh, inflated coach of the Kansas State Wildcats. I say inflated because when he wears that sports coat, it looks like somebody puffed him up. Doesn't it? 
Well, quite possibly they could be, Coach. You know, yeah. they put shoulder pads on those things. He's got that look. It just looked like someone took a little inflator needle. Maybe he's got a small hole in his body somewhere. You inflate him up, puff him up a little bit, and there he goes. Yeah, I'm head coach Frank Martin, and you're not. Well, but, it's uh, funny that you say he's a small hole, because there's times when I watch him and I think he's all hole. <laughs> That's the comment I was going to make. Thank you very much. Very gently put. Uh, that you know, The guy's a good coach, obviously, can recruit players, but stop. With the intimidation of players. Yeah, you know, I gotta be, I gotta be a hundred percent honest, coach. I, I, uh, I just Googled Jacob Pullen and I went to images and out of the middle of nowhere, there's a picture of Frank Martin and he's got the, the leprechaun beard on to look like Jacob Pullen. <laughs> and I, I am absolutely thoroughly amazed. I have a whole new opinion of Frank Martin. Maybe he's not all whole because it, for him to be so a hundred percent like hardcore and mean and serious all the time. And he's still, he's got a grumpy look on his face too. You, you should look, you got to look at this coach. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I will check that out. But you know, the, the intimidation of player, the stare down, that's what he does. You know, he's, you, you make a bad player or something, you come back to the huddle and he'll, you know, verbally abuse you a little bit. Maybe not tons of words, but a little bit of words, but they're pretty strong words if you're a mouth reader. But then the, you know, the stare down, that intimidating stare, you know, give me a break. We're playing yeah, basketball here. This is not, uh, you know, war in the Middle East. It's a basketball game. You want to get mad at a player, motivate him a little bit, but easy on the intimidation, easy on the stare downs. To me, that's unacceptable, particularly at the college level. Uh, yeah, uh, I want to continue talking college basketball. You brought up war in the Middle East. We are going to talk a little Oscars, aren't we? We are going to talk Oscars, okay. and uh, we definitely want to talk Libya and the uh, continuation of, uh, and again, we've called him the Joe Paterno of Libya. Mohammar Gaddafi, uh, 41 years in office, and, uh, I guess what bothers me is there is much publicity on the Oscars and talking about who wore what as there is in Libya, which is a lot more of a uh, obviously I, I, critical situation. I couldn't agree more, and that's why I, I, I was going to actually bring up the fact that Restrepo, you know, did not win for yes. best documentary. Have I, you seen it? Have you seen it yet? I Coach? haven't, but based on your discussion of it, I told everybody. We had a little Oscar pool, you know, filling out the ballots and stuff, and I told a lot of people, vote Restrepo because it's a great movie. Yeah, well, you know what? I definitely want to see Inside Job also because the the fraud that those sons of you-know-what's got away yeah. with on, yeah. on Wall Street and also our government for handing out uh, tens of thousands of dollars for every time one of those guys signed a subprime loan is absolutely mm-hmm. disgusting. So I definitely got to see Inside Job. And, and Restrepo was so incredible that I know it wasn't missed by people. Okay, so this inside job has got to be phenomenal, Coach. So that's actually the next movie I'm going to see. Not that you want long speeches, but I appreciate a brief, poignant point from somebody who accepts an Oscar and wins an award. You know, instead of thanking this person and thanking that person, that gets a little bit old. I like the guy who won up in the documentary you're talking about. What was it called again? Um, that was inside job. Yeah. It was basically about what Wall Street did yes. to America. And he, he very quickly, you know, he grabbed the Oscar. He was very cool, but he said, I apologize, but I have to quickly mention that after all the financial scheming that has been done, and I forget the terminology he used. He, he made, used fraud just like I said. He fraud. made the clear and distinct point very quickly that nobody is in jail for that disservice, and he said, and that's wrong. And then yeah, he just is. quickly went on with a speech, but I think it's, you know, Make some points when you're up there. Again, you don't want a long speech, but I thought that was well done in that guy's case. Yeah, and by the way, whoever his partner was that he was doing that with, uh, I, I want to watch more of her movies, and hopefully she's made a little bit more hardcore films. Mm-hmm. All right. I like the one guy who very casually thanked his boyfriend, too. That was cool. 
Oh, that was the guy that was that the director of the King's Speech? I'm not sure. I had to do a double take King, on that one. It was one, King's though. Speech. I'm not sure exactly what, what the guy did up for King's Speech, but mm-hmm. he was definitely a King's Speech. Okay. He might have been one of the producers. Yeah, it was the producer mm-hmm. because that was, you know, have you ever noticed, Coach, they don't have an award for best producers? Have you ever noticed that? Yes. That's because whoever wins best picture wins that particular award. I figured okay. that out a couple of years ago, I think. Okay. And Dave Olson, I'm sure, will be there to correct me if I'm wrong. Dave Olson, our media expert. Uh, real quick, talking the Oscars from over the weekend. By the way, I thought the host, David, uh, Anne Hathaway, and uh, uh, 127 Hours. What the hell is his name again? James Franco. Brutal! I mean, they're, they're both likable enough, but as host of the show, terrible. I she would have done better. Me and Joel could have done better. Seriously. You could have got me and the big dog up there, and we could have done a better job than Anne Hathaway and James Franco. She would have done better uh, with somebody that was more lively. My good. He, well, he was trying to play the cool, casual guy. I don't know James Franco that well. But he they played that, that role. That, that, that's his personality. That That's James Franco. Well, then don't put him up on stage for the Academy Awards. And on the other hand, Anne Hathaway, if she would have just toned down a little bit, big dog, I thought... At certain times, she was very, very likable, but other times, just way over the two top. We lost the dog. Uh, we'll see if we can get Big Dog back in. Our phone number here, 888-463-6748. Best part about the Oscars, though, Kirk Douglas stealing the show at the age of, what was he, 91? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I, I found that to be uncomfortable. I did, too. The guy's too. obviously impaired, and he just, yep. I mean, it was like, oh, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, I, I found that uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, when you say impaired, though, you have to be careful a little bit because a stroke can affect your speech. David Olson, producer and also medical expert here on the TV show. But your mind can still be working pretty good. So we do have to be careful just because of the look and the sound. Things can be functioning. His comments actually weren't. Oh, no, 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 no. He's, he's still obviously all there, but you're right. It's, it's all motor control. Yes. It's all motor control. Yes. It's like the the signals that your brain is sending to your <laughs> right. mouth. The synapses. Yeah, it's it's all scrambled. Yeah. I've had that problem. I've had I've had early synapse uh I don't know what the actual term of it is, but I have early synapse um, deterioration. Let's just call it ESD for lack of I think there's a pill for that. I think <laughs> but <coughs> excuse me, it was uncomfortable, but that was part of the beauty of it. <clears throat> That it made well, everybody uncomfortable. And Kirk Douglas kept. He didn't want to get off stage. Well, he was he was funny, Coach. He that was, was a simple thing. I thought it was one of the better parts. Of, you know, and he started to tell another story. <laughs> and then when the female one up there won the award, you see the uh, the Oscars guy trying to remove him from the picture, and he kept pulling himself back. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. He never won an Oscar. I was I was shocked to hear that. Yep, I, I was shocked to hear that. Three hey, three, three nominations, never won. Speaking of uh, like like funny stuff from the old time, when they showed Bob Hope some of his lines that he yep. had, yep, and they were talking about, oh yeah, it's Oscars time again. In my family, it's known as Passover. <laughs> he got nominated <laughs> what, like eight or nine times, I think. Never won. Yes, uh, but but uh, you know, I, I, I agree. I, I saw a lot of the movies. I have not seen Social Network. I refuse to because Mark Zuckerberg they make him look like you know he was the victim and he wasn't. So. Uh, no, actually, that's not true. I don't think they made him look like the victim. They really made him look like an a hole. Oh, they do. Oh, I did. I got. Maybe yeah. I should see it now. Maybe I should see it because uh, from what I was told, they were like, oh, they made him look like a hero in the movie. So well, that was 
thing I wanted to see was sit through two hours of a supposed true movie that isn't true. Well, no, no, no. What they did, what they did is they kind of gave they, they kind of gave him the motivation for doing what he did. They kind of showed both sides of the story, but he did he did not come off looking too good in that movie. All right, good, good. Maybe I will watch it then. Maybe I will watch it. Mm-hmm. So. And that movie was never meant as a pure factual documentary. It was meant as a entertainment movie loosely based on the incredible Facebook story, but I would agree with Dave's analysis. A little bit of both on that one. Social oh. Network some, won some award. Inception got a bunch of awards, of course. Yeah. King's yeah. Speech Big Dog won the, uh, won the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, yeah, it was phenomenal. And, and you know what? And to be honest with you, okay, now I have, I didn't see all the movies where Best Supporting Actor were on, but Christian Bale went in it for playing Dickie Eklund, uh, Mickey Ward's brother. In, in the fighter coach, he was so unbelievable. I gotta be quite honest with you. At the end of the fighter, they have Mickey Ward and Dickie Eklund speaking. And for a second, I was like, why is Mickey Ward and Christian Bale together? And, and then it didn't even hit me. That's how good Christian Bale was. He was a better Dickie Eklund than Dickie Eklund. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding you whatsoever. It's un, it was unreal. Did, did you see that movie, Dave? I have not seen that yet, no. And uh, trust me, you want to see King's Speech before you want to see that. But wow, Christian Bale is freaking phenomenal. I actually have zero desire to see the King's Speech. No, really? Yeah, I don't. How come? But were you rooting for the Germans or something? No, I just, I, <laughs> I just don't. I just, I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't okay. know what it is, and I mean, this year I saw like yeah. six. I, I, I had zero originally, but I've heard enough people. My wife came back like about two months ago. You know, girls' night out, and they saw the movie, said it was great, and like, okay, yeah, whatever. You, you I've heard know, from enough people like Big Dog that, that it, it's an excellent movie. I would like to see it. All I got to worry about is it's a little artsy, okay? And if it's really built up for somebody who doesn't like the artsy movies, they probably won't like it. That's what I'm afraid that might happen to you, Coach. I'm an artsy guy. I have, uh, I have, a, I have a couple artsy genes in me, Big Dog. Not a lot, but there's a couple. What I think you'll love is how the Jeffrey Rush character stands up to the king. Like, he doesn't back down at all. That's the really cool thing. And it's a true story, so it's pretty yeah. cool. Jeffrey Rush did not look like Jeffrey Rush at the Oscars. Well, do you think he's got cancer or something like that? Or maybe he's just playing a bald guy in his most recent but movie, so he shaved all his hair off. Even bald. You know, normally you can at least see the face and you recognize the guy once you're reminded that's who it is. Even... With no hair on, the people, and they said that's Jeff Rush, and I'm looking at his face, and boy, I just, he just looked completely different. Yeah, and, and, and by no means am I making light, though, does he have cancer? Because I did it yesterday. So I look at Stuart Scott, and I'm like, what the heck, does Stuart Scott have cancer? And everybody in the room is like, yes. And I'm like, I didn't know. You know, it's like, did I, did I offend somebody? I, I mean, because obviously Stuart Scott of ESPN doesn't look as vibrant, as healthy as, uh, as he has in the past. So I brought it up, and everybody looked at me like I committed a spin. He's actually he's filming a movie, and that's why he's completely shaved. Okay. Interesting. Completely shaved? Yeah, he shaved his eyebrows and everything. That's, oh. why, that's why he looks so odd. That's why. He's filming okay. a movie called Diary of a Madman, which is about a civil servant that slowly goes crazy. Okay, cool. Most of them should. <laughs> I mean, really, the people of the world are a little whacked, okay? It might be a factually based story. Who knows? 
All right, uh, any of our listeners out there, you watch the Oscars again. We apologize. We had a replay show on yesterday. It was not the big dog and the coach live. We're recapping some of the stuff over the weekend. Our phone lines are open. You want to talk movies, Oscars with us. We're always willing to jump off the sports page with you. 888-463-6748. The phone number again, 888-463-6748. And big dog, just to wrap up the uh, college foot, uh, college basketball thought process, we got tournaments starting. This week, and the uh, the bids come out when, a week from Sunday? That sounds about right, yeah. Coach, yes, because we still have next weekend is the, is the what do you call it, the regular tournaments, mm-hmm. the, the big boy tournament. Mm-hmm. All right, well, it's going to be good stuff. Number one ranked team, by the way, they're back at the number one spot. Everybody, uh, you know, rises to number one and then gets knocked off. It's been that kind of year. If I recall, last year was the same way, but Ohio State, the Buckeyes, are back in the number one spot. Uh, quite frankly, they should not have lost their number one spot uh, at all. I mean, it, they, they, they were the, they have been the best team in the country all year long. They lose at Wisconsin and at Purdue, and they, they lose a couple pegs. And well, what a surprise that a couple teams behind them lost in less uh, interesting situations. So Ohio State deserves the number one seat. Most importantly, just have them just have them get a number one overall seat, and they'll be cool. They'll be fine with that. All right, I'm. Uh... Filling out my tentative brackets. And don't forget, 68 teams this year. I'm filling out my brackets. I've got three or four different uh, projected brackets available. Each day I'm going to have three or four. By next Sunday, Big Dog, I will have uh, close to 100 potential preliminary brackets formed. I'm a lonely man. i got not much to do. But it's actually fairly entertaining. Yeah, that's, that's what I hate when people ask me, who do you think is going to make the Final Four this year? Can I at least find out which brackets these teams are going to be in? <laughs> you know, really, you know. So. Uh-huh. Are you worried about any of the bubble teams? You're not losing any sleep, are you? Uh, as of right now, I don't think Illinois is on the bubble. They can play themselves onto that bubble. Then I'll care about bubble teams. But right now, you remember, every time a, a team is out, another team gets in, Coach. So, okay. you know, one man one man's garbage is another man's gold. Let me throw <laughs> – very prophetic – let me throw some uh, teams at you, and, uh, and this is based on some of the ones by uh, Chicago Tribune college basketball expert Shannon Ryan. Does a nice job following the college hoop scene for the Tribune. You think so? You think so? Yeah. i got to be quite honest with you, Coach. I, You know what? I think she's off so many times it's not it's not funny. When you say off, her writing is off, her predictions? No, no, her, so her predictions are right, wrong. Well, I can live with that. But I, think and, but, and I don't like her, like, the way she makes her predictions. I almost, I don't, sometimes I wonder if she watches the games. But her writing is right on. You know, it's, it's yeah, interesting. I'm not going to say it's the best writer that I've ever followed following college basketball. She's not as good looking as Teddy Greenstein, but, uh, Greenstein. But, uh, you know, I thought she does a nice job. Anyhow, give me a, uh, bubble still blowing up, bubble burst, or pop the bubble they're in. Baylor, out of the Big 12. Oh, that's, they still have to play their way in coaching. It's too bad because, um, you know, two months ago, that team looked like they had a chance at a, at a sweet 16, you know, so they, they're still on that bubble, right. coach. So keep blowing up the bubble for Baylor. How about 18 and 11 in the Big 12? Not that good a conference this year. Seven and seven. Your Colorado Buffalo. You know, Colorado, you know, they say they don't care about what you've done lately, but Colorado with a couple, uh, big wins lately. They are uh, in the same situation as Baylor, even though I think they have a better Big 12 record than Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have to play their way in, Coach. We have not made a determination yet on, on Colorado. Bubble still blowing up for them. How about the Richmond Spiders? What are the better, when you say small Division One teams, uh, 
let's just say lesser known team, but they always seem to be in the hunt for the NCAA tournament. Big Dog Atlantic 10, they're 11 and 3, 22 and 7. Even if they bow out early, had they done enough, the beloved Richmond Spider? I, I truly believe they have, Coach, and, and uh, that's an excellent conference. The, the Atlantic 10 this year is yep. as good as the Big 12. It's as good as the SEC. It might be as good as the ACC. Maybe not as good as the top end of the ACC, but the depth in the in the Atlantic 10 is awfully good, Coach. Richmond should be in no matter if they win the tournament or not. Very good. Very good. I watched Xavier play over the weekend. I watched Xavier play Dayton. And a pretty good game. Xavier always seems to come up with a star player that nobody's heard of. They got another one this year. His name is Two Holloway. First name, T-U. <laughs> you no, I haven't seen him play yet. I've heard okay. of him, Coach. I have not watched that team play yet. Uh, but, you know, don't forget in the same conference you're talking about Temple. So you got Temple, Dayton, uh, Xavier, Richmond, all oh, that's a very good, very good basketball conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Alabama? We got many listeners in the Alabama area. Spring football practice has started, so they don't pay much attention to basketball anymore. But the uh, the Crimson Tide, eleven and three in the Southeast Conference. Big Dog, nineteen and nine overall. I would think they may be in. They're in, Coach. They're in, and for the simple fact that you don't have uh, you know the automatic six or seven teams from the Pac-10, the six or seven teams from the Big. Well, you know, the, the Big Ten, who look like people are like, are we going to get eight teams in this year? It looks like it's more like six or seven. Uh, Eleven teams are going from the Big East. It's going to be nine. You know, so uh, I, Alabama's in because the Southeast Conference is a little better than we thought it was going to be, Coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kentucky, Florida, Alabama, uh, and the, the Mississippis are where the I think the tinkering goes on over there, okay. Coach. All right. Kentucky is uh, clearly in, right? Oh, yes. Yes, they're in. So is Florida. Florida, by the way, the last, you know, you talked about St. John's, and, and I'll agree with you, one of the hottest teams in basketball. Yep. Florida, the last uh, the last three or four weeks. My goodness, Coach, yep. they're playing some solid ball down there. They are indeed. I've watched them. I think I talked about them last week. A couple of games I watched recently, and uh, very, very good team. They, again, I love their little point guard. He is, uh, he's little, <laughs> about 5'8", five, 5'9", five, strong, but he can get to the hoop, makes big baskets. Billy Donovan might have his best Florida team in uh in the last couple of years, no question about it. 888-463-6748. The March Madness has begun. Today's the first day of March, Big Dog. Rip up that February calendar. All your goals, your aspirations, your hopes, your dreams you had for the month of February. It's all in the back. Hindsight right now, as uh, Mike Ditka would say, looking at history is for cowards. Looking back is for cowards and losers. Time to look ahead. The month of March. It's right there for you, my friend. Well, uh, I am going to bring up one more thing for the month of February, wow. Coach. By far, it's my favorite favorite thing that happened in the month of February in terms of sports. Do you? Let me ask you just quite simply. You know, Pauly Pavilion uh, is going under a uh, reconstruction, so it's going to be out for two seasons. Oh, Jesus. no. Jesus. Did you know that? I did not. Just, just want to ask you a question. Do you know who scored the last points in the history of that building two days ago? So it was senior night at UCLA. Yeah. Um, You're not going to get it unless you know the walk-ons there. But just give, give me, give me, let me just throw it out there. He may be related to somebody. So this, this is a great future trivia question. Yes, one of the greatest I've ever heard. Coach, this story is phenomenal. Roll it. The grandson of John Wooden. Oh, come on. Is a walk-on at come UCLA. On. He's a walk-on. In four years, he made one bucket. He's a guard. He's five foot eleven, two hundred and twenty pounds. He's got fat rolls. Okay, he's no <laughs> definition in his arms whatsoever. Okay, 
They throw him on the court late, and all I can say is he's loved by his teammates, coach. Legitimately, they were. I've heard his teammates talk about that. All we cared about was making sure he scored this year because he's basically he's a glorified ball boy. The, the, they're blowing somebody out. I believe it was Arizona on Saturday. I'm pretty sure it was Arizona. Um, and uh, he gets on the court late with you know 30 seconds to go in the game. Somebody chucks up a long heat for UCLA. He's a guard. He flies to the basket, catches the air ball, and lays it in. Coach, the crowd went. Cheerleaders were kissing each other on the <laughs> sidelines, and even the girl cheerleaders were kissing each other on the sidelines. It was phenomenal. I'm not kidding you. The grand great grandson of John Wooden scores the last two points. His only made basket I, in four years of college basketball. I cannot believe I did not hear of that story. That is phenomenal. What makes it even more special? It's not like the other team it was not like planned, where the other team would lay down and let this guy no. make the basket. No. It was legitimately in, in the course of action. The defense was still playing. Uh, yeah, the defense was still playing, and uh-huh. he's like, you know, I'm not supposed to crash the offensive boards because he's been all over the talk shows. He's like, I'm not supposed to crash the offensive boards as a guard, but some told me go, 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 and he just—it was hilarious, coach. The guy starts shooting, and he, he did the, 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 the his grandson. His name is like Tripoli. It's not Wooden. Sprints under the ball, catches it, lays it. In. His parents are in a grand grandma, uh, John Wooden's uh, daughter, uh-huh. is in the is in the crowd, that's awesome. jumping up and down like high fiving people, and they're like, "That's my son! That's my son!" It was I awesome. Gotta, I got a YouTube. Would that be on YouTube? You think it's it's got to be, Coach? It's been all over sports right. uh, sports center. I have and everything. completely missed that story. I love it. The combination of uh, of stick to it. The kid's a senior his final year. Yes, yes, oh, that's awesome. On senior night too. And yes. a great trivia question down the road. By the way, Johnny Wooden might have reemerged. I'm not sure, but I thought I saw the second coming of Johnny Wooden. You take a look at San Diego State. Head coach Steve Fisher, the older he gets, Big Dog, the more he is starting to look like Johnny Wooden. If he rolls up a program and sits on the bench, you might not be able to separate the two. Have you noticed that by any chance? Um, I'm going to say no, but I am definitely going to look. By the way, and speaking of the, the, the one thing that we missed, BYU Yes. Put a beat down on San Diego State. I watched uh, again. BYU deserves a number one seed, and I don't care what anybody says. Oh, they're only in the Mountain West. Everybody's saying that stuff isn't playing basketball mm-hmm. right now, are they? You know, so. Uh, yeah. Well, the, sec- I, the second coming of uh, of John Wood and Mr. Steve Fisher, and check it out because he does look more and more like it. He's got the same facial expressions, but they yes. they defensively played Jimmer Fredette exactly wrong. And Fredette missed a lot of shots, but he still controlled the game. That was a big win. I completely agree with you, BYU. Uh, absolutely should be a number one team, and uh, that was good stuff. Don't count out San Diego State, by the way. They, no. I think even more than BYU, they could go deep, deep, deep into the tournament, deep really in the Final so? Four. You really think so? Yeah, you, I do. I, I really think that this team, is uh, the, the BYU team, is not just a one-man show. It is they, They're they a, a, a good team with a great player. It isn't a great player like stringing all these guys along. So I, I think they're better than you might give them credit for, Coach. I, I really think they can they can make a run at that Final Four. And, and trust me, like you know, none of the players are going to the NBA, but uh, every single one of their players is older than probably twenty percent of the NBA. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because they're all twenty five, twenty six. Good point. Good so, point. The old, you know, the, old Mormon hear, mission trick. Did Jimmy Jimmer Fredette go on a Mormon mission that we know of? Um, yes, he did. Uh, as a matter of fact, Coach, uh, he, he turned. He taught the bounce pass and the pick and roll to uh, a bunch of kids in Kenya last year. It was awesome. Like, he converted them all. 
Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah, they're, yeah, now they're all uh, gonna, they're all, now they're all Mormons and they're gonna come and and have twenty seven yeah. wives in Utah next year. Twenty seven wives, and they can uh, drive the paint and dish off and hit the three from unlimited range. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, you you took a year off for school, not for a mission, but I think it was for a missionary. Yes, it was. Was it was that it was one heck of a position, coach. It was quite satisfying. Yeah, I was. I was I was I was able to make happy more than a third of the people I came in contact with. Yeah, well, I figured taking a year off, you might as well. Uh, you know, that's 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 a heck of a sabbatical. It was tiring, coach. <laughs> Not a bad way to go. No, no, very few people know, but Joel, back in his younger days, attended a, a small Catholic school for only a year. Our Lady of a Thousand Positions, small school in the South Side of Chicago. Yes, uh, yes, uh, it was just when I was a a, a uh, first grader, coach, and I still I'm scarred still to this day. <laughs> Hey, by the way, I went to I went to a Catholic school that practiced corporal punishment. That's how old I am. What so just they, let uh, you, whack your hand with the yardstick, throw the erasers at you. What technique did they use? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, like incorporates old school or or new school, like the new wave people. Like if you're born after 1980 or before, but I, you know, coach, believe it or not, even though there's just, uh, like a big age difference between uh, you and I, and you know, I'm actually in touch like with what 20 year olds listen to. I'm more old school like you than the people that are like five years younger than me for some reason. Seriously, there's like a big difference. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. The the old school disciplinarians, though, when they used to be able to, uh, you know, smack you around a little bit, there were different ways to do it. And I was always partial. I thought the, uh, the slap with the yardstick was always a good way to go. Painful, not too abusive, and it had a good visual effect as well. Yeah, and see, the problem was I was really, I was really a smartass as a kid, and I was uh-huh. getting beat up by one of the penguins with the yardstick. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you know, uh, the rest of the world's already converted to the metric system. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she didn't, she didn't fight too kindly to that coach, but I can tell you, I can outrun any of those chicks in that habit. <laughs> uh, sir, that, that's not good. That's the way it, it catches too much wind, so you can outrun any penguin. I think there was one nun back at your school. I think the Sister Mary Speedster that could catch you down the halls. But for the most part, I always liked the guys. Uh, I never went to a Catholic school with that kind of discipline. But the ones I've heard about or seen a little bit that, uh, like, practice throwing the eraser. They do, like, target practice. And they can yes. have their back, you know, facing the chalkboard back of the day. And I still miss the good old-fashioned chalkboard. That's the discussion for another day. Now they got these smart boards, big dog. They're well, unbelievable. Those are, no, those those are better. Those, that is a step up in technology oh, that I definitely give it. Good. I, I set my hat to. Have you seen those things in action? Yeah, it's so much better than having some idiot walk up behind you, one of your boys, and they have two, uh, what do you call it, erasers next to each other, and they smack it right in front of your face. And yeah. I, I, but I, but I long for the good old days, and, I, and I, those smart boards are awesome. I'm sure the teachers can teach more effectively. The kids probably pay more attention because of it. But oh, the no, good no, old no. blackboard, big dog, the good old blackboard with the chalk and the erasers. I do pine for the good old days. No, no, that's that's one step of technology. I'm gonna have to disagree with you, coach. All right. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, I wasn't really much of a bully, uh, you know, when I was in in, in school. Mm-hmm. But I, they used to just drive me crazy. There was this this one guy. I swear to you, he would just walk around school and get out the worst erasers possible and smack him in people's faces. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's that, If there's one reason to get rid of chalkboards, it's for him. But I, I still like the uh, the teachers, not many of them, but the few that, you know, actually practiced. Like, and they, they took pride in, you know, they could hit people on a dime in the back row with their back turned. They knew exactly who was talking, and they had great accuracy with the eraser, and they'd <laughs> drill you with that. Baby, you've seen a few of them. That's always, uh, I think, a pretty pr- impressive athletic feat.
Yeah, how come they only threw it at the guys that ever threw it at a woman? Like, like Christine Balakis, I went to school with her. She deserved to get an eras- hit by an yeah. eraser. Yeah, it's just not right. They're, oh, you, you know what? It may not so, be politically correct, but somehow throwing the eraser at a guy, acceptable throwing the eraser at a girl, not cool. No, no, and, and trust me, I'm not into like abusing women or anything. But I, I just, I, it's funny if you watch like television, mm-hmm. there's always women hitting guys all the time. Yeah. You ever notice that? Yeah. Well, it's okay though. So we're, we're teaching our kids that it's okay to abuse men, mm-hmm. but but it's no, don't ever touch a girl. And I'm not saying you should touch a girl. I just, I just have found it a, a little like uh, duplicitous in some way. It's always the, also uh, the the people in the back of the room are the ones who get nailed. Never the people in the the front. Yeah, because the teacher will have to breathe up that chalk if it's in the front room. They know better. Uh-huh. Yeah, those are the ones that get hit by the yardstick. Mm-hmm. Well, you never have to worry. I remember we had a, um, I think it was a, a tour we were taking. And I, I still remember the words the tour director said, and they were so right on. They said that you really, you only talk to the people in the middle of the line. And this would apply, I think, to a classroom too, Big Dog, and probably to a coach talking to his players too. The ones in the front. Of the line. And again, this is a tour director. They're interested. Their attention is with you. They're going to pay attention. No problem at all. The ones in the back, forget about it. They don't care what you're saying. No matter what you say, they're not going to listen to you. They're a lost cause. It's the ones in the middle that could swing either way. Those are the ones you pay your attention to. You try to motivate them. And I think that was pretty good advice from an unsaid tour director. You know what, coach? I actually want a tour job. Could you get me one of those? Because that's what I'm good at, like spouting out facts. You need to help me get a tour job. I want to be able like to walk around the city of Chicago and I'd be, be like, good. "Yeah, back in 1971, this yeah. is where uh, Michael Spilatro whacked uh, somebody for not paying." Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, like I'll know these things. Yep. Okay. It's and, not a and, bad gig. They have that. Like for people that come in town, you set up group tours, and somebody meets you at a you know particular location. You could be that somebody, and you uh, maybe like people from other countries. That oh, visiting the city of Chicago, you're set up through a tour agency. I think that'd be an outstanding job for you. That sounds like it, like it, we'll get like a like basically a group of like Filipino nurses that are in town. You know, I give I yeah. give them the tour of the city of Chicago. That might not be good. No, that would not be a good combo. You're getting enough trouble already. Let's let's keep the tours. I, I know where all the Catholic churches are at, Coach. I'll bet you do. So. I'll bet you do. All right. We get sidetracked once again, as we so often do. Oh, one other final note in basketball, Big Dog, before we move on. The uh, uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. Now, this covers college and pro, I think. But the Basketball Hall of Fame, uh, actually, maybe this is just for college. They named their Hall of Fame inductees. I don't think you can argue with any of these guys. Bobby Knight, James Worthy, Ralph Sampson, Chris Mullen, Cassie Russell. Gotta love Cassie Russell. And Eddie Sutton, the bespectacle one from the University of Kentucky. Can I ask you one question, Coach? Is this the inaugural class? No. Then what took so long to get all those guys in the Hall of Fame already? No, this, this is the this, that's college. Oh, so is this the inaugural class for college? I don't think it's the inaugural okay. class for college, but right. it's because there is a Hall basketball Hall of Fame, Fame yes. that includes guys of great collegiate. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a college basketball Hall of Fame, which is what that is. Okay. Yeah, because like, because Jimmer Fredette might not play a a a game in the NBA, but he could end up being in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. There's guys that played their whole career in Turkey that are in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Hmm. So that that's but that's gotta be. Do all those guys that Ralph Sampson, James Worthy, Cassie Russell. Just get into the Hall of Fame unless it's like a brand new Hall of Fame. We got to find out, Coach. Well, I think we just found out it is the College Basketball Hall of Fame, and it's got to be at least somewhat 
of a new thing. And you're right with that with that listing of inductees, uh, Bobby Knight in particular. Is he still winning his coach all time, Big Dog? Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, most likely, Shashevsky uh, is going to pass him uh, not, not next year, but the middle of the season, the season after. So he's got about two years before he before he passes up uh, Bobby Knight. I'm Isn't sure. there some Division three coach that even has more victories? I forget the guy's yeah. name. Yeah, there's a there's a guy from uh, like a, a New York State, upstate yep. New York State, and he's got like 1,100 wins, coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his winning percentage is like 85. percent so uh, hopefully he's in the College Basketball Hall of Fame because yeah, next year uh, there's there's rumor that uh, Lou Alcindor and John Wooden <laughs> might be able to make it next year. George Mikan. There's, there's a chance that they might actually be able to get it next year. <laughs> John, you're, so you're, gonna, you're willing to make the statement that Johnny Wooden is not on the bubble for next year's inductees? So. Yeah, I mean, how the heck? I mean, those guys have been out of school for like 25 years. It took that long to get... You know, Cassie Russell is one of the greatest college players ever. And he played in the the early, like, 64-65, they went to the Final Four and, and won the Big Ten. So I, I just I just find it kind of funny. The little, you know, you, you want to be able to put somebody in the Hall of Fame where they can do their speech and actually be entertaining. Kurt Douglas was entertaining because we knew what he was, and he was an entertainer. Let's give him this one last shot in the sun. We don't know if Cassie Russell can speak right now. He's going to go up there with a cane farting dust. <laughs> Is he even still alive? And I'm not trying to be rude. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I, w- I was not sure, but then I saw some quotes in the paper. So, uh, fortunately, Cassie Russell, one of my favorite college players of all time, is still with us. David Olson, update on the College Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, it's actually the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. It's a relatively new thing. Okay. It only opened in 2006. Ah, there you go. Uh, okay. And it's... It's based in Kansas City where they've got a museum dedicated to the history of college basketball and the Hall of Fame is part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the first Hall of Fame class, which is in 2007, they inducted 160 people. Okay. okay, But still, like, well, right off the bat. But I'm surprised uh, Bobby Knight wasn't one of them uh, initially. Well, no, he was. He was. Then why is he on this one? The list of the, because his list is wrong. Oh, okay. I got that. <laughs> the, people that go, the people going in this year are Eddie Sutton, Ralph Sampson, Cassie Russell, Chris Mullen, uh, Eddie Einhorn. James Worthy. James Worthy went in in 2006. He did. He did. Okay. Oof. James Worthy went in five years before Cassie Russell, Big Dog? Yeah, I'm James, little... James Worthy went in with the first class. Wow. Okay. But James Worthy did have an incredible junior season before he uh, was the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was awesome that year. And he also was the guy who stole the ball from Georgetown and, and clinched the, the national championship in 1982. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I'm with you. I do think Kazi Russell deserved to go before James Worthy. I, I agree with you there. Well, well, you know, Kansas City, is it, you're talking Kansas City, Missouri, right, Dave? Yes. Okay. Yes. That, you know, Coach, we need to go to Kansas City for a couple things. We're going we're gonna to get in there on a Friday uh, afternoon. We're going to go to the Basketball Hall of Fame, spend all day there. And then on Saturday, we're going to go to the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame. Cool. I'll spend all day there. And then on a Sunday, we'll go check out a, a Kansas City Chiefs game, if that's okay with you. That's not bad. And as I get more clarification here, um, Bob Knight and James Worthy will be honored this year ah, at the induction okay. ceremony because every year they pick a couple members of that original huge class okay. to honor them separately. Since obviously with all these people going in at once, yeah. I mean – Yes, you, you can't you can't honor them all. 
That makes a lot of sense, and that's cool. That's really cool that they I, do it. I personally will not visit that Hall of Fame until Vern Lundquist gets inducted and gets his uh, the respect that he truly deserves. I, I know you're making fun of him. I love Vern Lundquist, <laughs> so be careful. Be careful. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Big dog, real quick, uh, running out of time here. A couple of minutes left. Still time. If people want to check in, 888-463-6748. Sports and more. TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic, dog and a coach. Chicago Bulls won a game yesterday. They knock off uh, the Washington Wizards, and they're back on a hot streak after a brief um, upset, if you want to call it that, to Toronto after the All-Star break. But the Bulls were outstanding, and again, the bench. Played a big part of it. Uh, big Dog Bulls have won now three in a row. Uh, by the way, I, I don't know when people are going to finally learn that we need to get Brian Scalabrini on the court. He's got the highest winning percent. When he plays, his team wins, coach. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know when, when someone's going to figure it out. But, again, he played yesterday and the Bulls won by 20. There's, okay. there, there's one of those classic misleading statistics. <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, milk is bad for your health. David Olson, do you know? That 96% of the people that passed away last year said that they drank milk when they were young. Wow. I was not aware of that. Thank you very what much. What did the other 4% drink? Brian, huh? I said, what did the other 4% drink? Bourbon. Gatorade or some other energy drink. But, um, yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, when Scalabrini plays, that's a good thing for all. He's not, everybody makes fun of him. He's actually a pretty good player. I, I like him. There's something about him. I just like his energy, his attitude. I, I'm kidding around, giving him a hard time. Uh, but you know, you know what I love about this team? A horrible loss to the Toronto Raptors. Let's face it. It was a bad loss. Okay. But then to come out and beat the Heat, obviously you were looking past Toronto and do that. And then and not blow the Heat game by destroying the Wizards. And something was happening yesterday that I know you love and you know I love, Coach. Rose was driving to the hole and then doing a little handoff pass to Joe Kim who was dunking it. When he drives and kicks or drives and dishes, this team is almost almost unbeatable. Coach, they're one of the they are the best team in the NBA when Derrick Rose plays like that. And did you see some of the dimes he was leaving yesterday? Did you see that no look behind the bat, but between the legs bounce pass yesterday in the fast break? Please tell me you saw it. Pass of the year. Did not see it live. Did see it in the highlights. Absolutely sensational. And you and me have been uh, two of the leading proponents amongst not many, quite frankly. Yes, they have advocated that that when the Bulls are best, it's when Derrick Rose does drive and dish and makes his teammates better, not completely dominating the basketball. Absolutely, Coach. And I love the fact that he can take over. It'll be easier for him to take over if he dishes and kicks a little bit more, just a little bit more, like he did yesterday. Yep. And granted, I will say I only watched the highlights of the game. But, I mean, I try to watch every second of every Bulls game that I'm home. And a lot of times they will bog down, and he tries to go one on five every once in a while. And they're they're very rarely successful when that happens. Mm-hmm. The, the, the crazy thing is, is he can do it every once in a while. And it gives him a false sense of security when, when it's a whole team uh, connection. Wow, this, it, they're the best in the NBA. When they play like they did yesterday. Things are looking up in Chicago for the NBA. Playoffs are going to be fun to watch. Big Dog got about a minute, 15 seconds for you to wax poetic, or just wax if you want, on three Chicago Bears who are no longer Chicago Bears. Hunter Illemeyer, Kevin Schaefer, and Tommy Harris have been released. Your thoughts, your memories, as some of their family members may be listening. Uh, by the way, uh, for Schaefer, I think I legitimately could be just as effective as a blocker as he was. And I'm saying that, I mean it, and I mean that, Coach. I'm not just saying it as a joke. I would love to have gotten a shot to put on a uniform and play against a guy. Number two, Tommy Harris 
at one point was the best defensive lineman in the whole game of football before uh, he blew his knee out in the hamstring issue uh, in the middle of the 06 season. If he continues to play that year in 06, the Bears win the Super Bowl. And I mean that. That's how dominant he was. He was the best player on the defensive side of the ball in 06 before he got hurt. And Hunter Hillenmeyer, I'm glad that you got out of football. I know they cut him, but he was going to retire anyways. You have a great life. No more concussions for you. You've got a beautiful wife to go out and, and uh, become a coach or a doctor, whatever the heck you want to do. So, but Tommy Harris, I know he he was looking for his contacts all last season. He was great at one point, coach, before the the horrific knee injury that he suffered. And by the way, he suffered because somebody posted and chopped him. Let's not forget, it was a disgusting injury. So it, it's it will it wasn't all his fault. Nobody that big, and I'm talking about Tommy Harris of five, six, seven years ago. Nobody that big should be able to move that quickly. Uh, to, to be honest with you, Coach, if you put Usain Bolt and Tommy Harris from 06 in a in a five-yard sprint, Tommy Harris would whoop Usain Bolt in five yards. Mm-hmm. And that might be like, oh, who cares? When you're a defensive tackle, that's all you have to do is be able to run five yards a lot of times. So the, he was he was great. He, he was as good as Hampton or McMichael, the 06 Tommy Harris. He really was, Coach. That's how good the guy was. Right, big dog, we got to wrap it up. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Great job, as per always. Behave yourself and uh... – Say goodnight to uh, producer David Olson. Good night to producer David Olson. <laughs> Smartass. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll do it again tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Have a great day. Two guys at a mic. TalkZone.com. Signing off.